Hello and what is up everybody? It's Woody back with episode two of the Woody Off the Cuff podcast. Again, I'm really excited to have you all here. I even tried to type out some notes for today's show and then found myself erasing them because the moment I start to try and make perfect notes out of things, it it loses its magic and I get all confused. After all, it's not the Woody buttoned up and perfectly done podcast. It's the Woody Off the Cuff podcast. So I'm going to come to you off the cuff again today on a topic that I am so excited about, which is the social game. This is a huge realization for me, and again, one of the big benefits of coming to you off the cuff is I'm teaching you some things that I'm learning in real time so that you don't have to wait for me to know everything so that I can kind of just get it out to you. And the thing I'm learning today is that I've been playing this social game that is killing me. And I want to tell you about it today in case you're playing it too, and well, frankly, you are, we all are. And in case you'd like to, like me, start the slow process of opting out. So in this episode, I'm in some fashion, I guess, going to explain the social game and how I came to realize I was still playing it and then kind of where I'm going next to play it less. And I guess the thesis of this episode is that you can step away from the social game and it might be really good for you. So let's start with how I came to this thing I call the social game. I guess for a few years now, I have been saying some things and thinking some things related to society and how it confuses me. What I mean is even years ago when I was writing drafts of other books or just, you know, like trying to get my ideas together, I would keep saying things like, it doesn't sound right to judge or criticize anyone ever. Or, you know, all criticism is bad, which isn't necessarily true, but I found myself saying it. Or, you know, I'd even have emotional breakdowns and think, ugh, I just don't want anybody to be thinking about me. You know, I just hated this idea that people were looking inside me and seeing my inner soul and stealing it from me. I don't know if you've ever had any of these feelings, but, you know, it's not nice to feel judged or criticized or seen for your vulnerabilities in a judgmental way. And I have always sort of felt that to some extent. Okay, so these thoughts are kind of percolating over the years, and I'm thinking, oh, I just don't like this. I don't like judging people or being judged, but... You know, I haven't fully stopped and what's going on. And so, you know, those thoughts were there. And then I kind of went on my self-help journey and read all the books, did all the stuff like I told you, and that didn't quite work. And now I'm doing the thing that is working, which is asking for lots of help and healing from trauma. And that's really wonderful. And so I said in the first episode of this podcast, the last episode, that I realized I was trying too hard to live up to this role of perfect financial manager when I couldn't be that, you know? And I realized something even more scary, which is not just that my finances weren't perfect and that I needed help, but rather that I genuinely felt insecure, upset, and ashamed when I heard about other people with more money or better finances than I had, right? And for reference, you know, I have a nice house and Preetha and I have nice, you know, careers and we're growing and we have plenty of money. So the first piece of evidence that something is a little bit off here and was a little bit off for me 
is that I am not lacking for money compared to the vast majority of people in the world. You know, I can easily logically look and say, hey, I have tons of money and I'm so grateful for it and I've worked hard and my wife's worked hard and, you know, I don't have to apologize for it, but I sure don't need to feel ashamed when someone else has more because I've got enough, right? And that's kind of the red flag that peeked out to me was this idea that I know I have enough of thing XYZ, in this case money, but I'm still horrifically ashamed when I hear about other people with more. And it is so bad for me that I will fantasize like, oh my gosh, no matter you know how much money I earn, I'll never be as rich as Jeff Bezos, so I'm worthless. Isn't that a fascinating thought that if I'm not the single richest person on earth, then I'm worthless? And I don't intellectually believe that, but my body was reacting to it. My body reacts when I hear someone has more than me. So I guess my first question for you is, does that ever happen to you? Where your body reacts when someone else has more or is better or, you know, shows off in some way that you don't have. For me, it just does. Honestly, I'm getting very embarrassed saying this, picturing all the people listening who are happy and content and don't feel this thinking, ah, oh, you're just crazy. <laughs> but I'm honest, okay? I'm honest and I hope that helps you. So I realized that and I realized, hey, you know, I shouldn't be worried about money. Is this showing up anywhere else in my life? And then kind of poof, like this other thing that just came up for me, I realized the same thing is happening with body image. And I came to this realization that I had thought I had body image issues and I thought I had, you know, financial insecurity issues and mental issues. But the real problem here is that I had a desire and have that desire for social status, and I have it in an unquenchable, unsatisfiable, addictive way. So I'm going to describe that to you. See, on the body image front, the reason I'm tying this to social status is because body image and bodies are probably the single best example of the social game. The social game is where we all look at each other, compare each other, rank each other, and sort each other into good, bad, medium, not good enough, better than, worse than, or any type of comparison like that. That's the social game. And I call it a so the social game because, first of all, it's social. If I was the only person on earth, I would have no body images to compare to. I would have no one else to be richer or poorer than me. And so I, it wouldn't exist, right? And so it's a social thing. And I call it a game because it's actually completely arbitrary and irrelevant, okay? Comparing my money to someone else's money does not change my money. <laughs> does that make sense? You know? Like, if you have less money than me and you look at me and get jealous, then it doesn't change your money. If you look at me and learn something from me, sure, maybe you can learn. But I'm talking about that emotional desire to have what other people have. When I say the social game, the first thing I mean is an emotional desire to have what other people have and an emotional shame that you don't have it. And here is what I realized was happening for me. I looked at myself and I said, and I'm talking just yesterday and the day before, like this weekend, I looked at myself and I had this huge realization that these body image and financial and career and relationship worries weren't all different worries. They were all parts of this game. 
And the first step was I had this shame and this embarrassment about stuff. But then the second step is I had to ask a little deeper, how is this manifesting? You know, why can I not just talk myself out of this? Why am I holding on to these things that don't matter? It's clear that whatever shape my body image is, it doesn't matter to other people and their bodies don't affect me. So why would it matter? And I realized that the social game goes a little deeper than just this surface level. And here's how it goes. And here's what I imagine. All right. If you wanted to pick the single most insecure scenario that I could pick, right? It would be me sitting down to dinner with a couple strangers and someone else also being an author and an entrepreneur, but they've got a hundred times the followers I have and a hundred times the money. They're just super rich and super successful and their book has millions of reviews, you know, and I'm just sitting there feeling like, oh, my poor little book only has 34 reviews right now. And which, by the way, is an amazing number. And I'm so grateful to everyone who has reviewed it. But, you know, I'm just sitting there and it's not being compared. This is key. It's not being compared to the person who's allegedly better than me, just directly to them that makes me upset. If you sat me down with one other person and they were way more successful than I was, I'd say, oh, cool. I want to learn from you. I respect you. I'm sure you put in work to get that way. And I'm worth it too. I can just build up to that you know? But here's what kills me, is if you sat me down at dinner with a couple additional people, and they heard the other person talk about how much money they were making and how successful they were, and they asked me, hey, Woody, what do you do? And I said, oh, I'm a coach. I have a consulting business, a speaking business, and a book. And I told about my book and how much I was making, and it was way less than this hypothetical other person. Then I would feel absolutely mortified. I'd feel like those strangers were looking into my soul and just seeing how invalid I was because I had less than somebody else. And I've already said this once, but I'm so embarrassed to be admitting this. I feel like I am just pulling back the curtain and you all are all going to make fun of me so much for being so insecure. But it's the truth, okay? It's the truth, so I have to be honest. And I have some solutions for you here, so let's keep going. So what I realized is that the social game is something we've all been trained to do from a young age, and we look at other people and measure them and compare them, and then we all know what the comparisons are, right? Picture sports, for example. Sports are a game, and we all know who the best athletes are, and we compare them to each other, and we rank them, right? We say, who's the best of all time, you know, Michael Jordan or LeBron, and the truth is, Michael Jordan and LeBron are two completely different people. It doesn't really matter who's better or worse. They've both played beautiful basketball for a long, long time and provided amazing entertainment. There's no reason to differentiate between them because they're totally different. You know, they're unique individuals. And yet sports fans, basketball fans in this case, we would spend all our time just discussing and dissecting why is LeBron better? Why is MJ better? Blah, blah, blah. And we do that for entertainment or perhaps to feel a sense of control, or perhaps to show other people that we can take in information and that we're socially aware. And so I know that as bad as it is that I judge myself on my body or on my money, the sad thing is, if I'm doing that to myself, that means I'm also doing it to other people. Yikes, you know? 
Have you ever thought about someone else with less than you have, a less less ideal body image in society standards, or a less money or less social status, lower degree of education or something, and thought, hey, at least I have more than them. You know, I am not going to cite a specific study, but I'm pretty sure they ran a study somewhere that asked people, would you rather make $100,000 a year and have everyone else you knew make 200000 or would you rather make $60,000 a year and have everyone else you know make 40000 And the majority of people said they would rather make $60,000 a year and have other people make 40000 Now, I made up those numbers a little bit, but I'm almost positive that there was a study, if not multiple, done, and that this reflects people's desire for social status, that I would rather make less money and therefore have less access to things money can buy and therefore have a lower quality of life, then I would make more money but have less social status than the other people who made even more than me. Isn't that wild? It is strictly irrational because other people's money doesn't affect me, just like I've said. But people in studies do it, and I'm here telling you, I do it both ways. I want to have more than somebody else, and I get upset when someone has less than me. But I'm out to change this, okay? I'm out to change this, and I've decommitted from this social game. And so I want to transition a little bit. I hope you've gotten the idea. And I want to bring you the concept that maybe you don't have to play this game anymore and how I am tending to not play this game. What I've realized is in my childhood, in school, in work, in so many avenues of life, We grow up conditioned to an emotional subscription that we must play the social game in order to be safe. For example, isn't it funny how the bullies at school are always the cool kids? You know, isn't that funny that the in crowd, the place where it's safe to be, is actually the kids who make fun of others? At least that's what it was when I grew up. You know, maybe things have changed now, but I have a feeling they haven't that often the in-crowd are the people who can shut everybody else out and who can exclude others. And so I learned in school that I needed to know who was cool and uncool, because if I was too uncool in certain types of ways, I'd get hit or made fun of or whatever, you know? All kinds of things to happen to me as a kid. One of the so-called cool kids one time spit water on me, a full bottle. He just kept putting it in his mouth and spitting it on me until I was soaked all because he wanted to sit in a chair that I was in at a sleepover, you know? And so I learned, huh, I need to play the social game and make fun of other kids like this kid does so that I don't get water spit on me. (laughs) I actually don't think I've told anyone that, definitely not publicly, but it's an embarrassing story. But that's why we learn to play the social game, because it's safe, right? And because in our world that is dominated by, you know, white, cishet, male society... We live in a place where we have to adapt to people who often exhibit prejudice and unkindness towards others, you know? And I'm not calling out any one type of people. I have most of the privilege, if not all, that I just described. But we essentially play up to the most cruel person if they're in power. And we're all doing this all the time. And now it's just so normalized that we compare each other, we judge each other, and then we internalize it on ourselves. I've realized this, and it is 
shocking, and it is really scary to me. So how am I going to get out of it? The first thing I realized is that if I was going to stop judging myself, I'd have to stop judging others too, okay? So I'd have to stop comparing or judging anyone. And what that meant for me and what it means for me going forward is that I am going to see what happens if I just stop having a ranked opinion about anything, meaning any kind of arbitrary ranking, any type of subjective this versus that, unless it is necessary for my survival, I'm going to just not do it, you know? A good example is I love listening to music and Taylor Swift's new album just came out. And when it came out, what did I do? I thought, oh, I want to rank all the songs. What's the best song? What's the worst song? How could it have been better? How could it have been worse? And I'm not just doing this because I like comparing things. I'm doing it because of the social game. Because if I go into a conversation with three other people who like music and they all start talking about, oh, this song's better than that song, or this sounds like this or that, what do I sound like if I don't have anything to say? Ultimately, this is the biggest fear that stopped me from quitting the social game before, is if I'm never comparing anything or saying a bad word about anyone, (laughs) what do I say? Because that's all people do. And thankfully, I have cultivated through mental health support groups and coaching and therapy and authentic relationships with family and my wife, enough friends and family that I trust that I can be myself and I don't have to compare or put on a show for. But it still makes for a lot of awkward conversations, you know? I will walk into a conversation about the new Taylor Swift album and how good it is or what we don't don't like and do like, and I'm not going to have an opinion. I'm just going to listen when I want to listen to the songs I want to listen to. And isn't that something that makes sense? I think it does to me. And let's say I'm watching a TV show, you know, and it's a reality TV show, which I do enjoy. And some people are acting some ways and others in different ways. I'm just going to have to sit there and honor the experience and enjoy all of it, whether the characters are good or bad, whether they are, you know, fat or skinny, whether whatever their weight is, their looks are, whatever, knowing that none of that matters, that we're all just human beings and our humanity is the same regardless. Okay? And so the first way I am dropping out of this social game is by releasing statements of comparison or judgment like that. And it is so much harder than you think. I have been testing this for years off and on, but I'm finally ready to really pull the trigger and say it out loud. Doesn't mean I'll be perfect. You know, I could go right back to it, but I'm going to try. The second thing I have realized is that a lot of this work comes from understanding that as an adult, you can make yourself safe without playing the social game. Like I said, as a kid, I just don't think it was possible for me to fully let go of what everyone thought of me. Maybe other kids did, but I was still developing. I didn't know what to be or what to do. And here I'm, you know, 29 and some days, I guess. And I just now feel safe enough to quit. And so if you've never thought about this before or thought it's too hard, ask yourself, at the age and situation I am now, is it safe for me now? Is it safe for me to stop the social game and the comparison? And is it safe for me to feel those emotions of fear of, wow, I don't have any judgments or any way to defend myself 
when other people start talking about judgments and comparisons. Because for me, that is really scary, but I'm going to do it anyway. And then the last thing that really helps me let go of this social game is realizing that if I'm not pretending to be a bunch of stuff, I can be who I actually am, and it feels really good. So I know I've talked a lot about a negative, and it's been a little abstract, and oh, we're all trapped in this social game. But here's what I'm realizing. This social game was never really helping me except in survival scenarios. And now that I'm not in those scenarios where I have to pretend to be someone to survive, it is just so harmful. And so the moment I give it up, yeah, I'll feel awkward and weird and like I'm a alien living on planet Earth and I don't fit in. But then I'll immediately get to be me and love myself and do my thing. And then I'll feel like I belong with the people who really care about me. It is such a relief to not have to try to pretend to be someone I'm not. You know, I've been working on being less concerned with what other people think of me. But when you stop playing the social game, you get to realize that you are valuable just for being an authentic human, that it's more valuable than anything else you could do. And you'll see it in your life. I'm not just saying that you'll, oh yeah, Woody is a happy-go-lucky, like Woody's just told me this rah-rah, woo-hoo, saying woo-woo, like let's all quit the social game, and yeah, your life's going to be better. It's that you can measure it, right? I mentioned in the last episode that all I do is try to heal from my trauma, which I consider the one thing I do, and that includes removing myself from this social game, and immediately I can see how much more energy I have and how much better my life is getting. I wouldn't be here recording this podcast for you, helping you, helping you grow, and helping myself if it wasn't for removing myself from this game. I would be trapped in a TikTok or Instagram spiral trying to get everything perfect and make the perfect content, but instead I realized that my podcast, this is always what I've loved the most, and that I'm just going to make tons of these episodes and also advertise in other ways. And I'm realizing that I don't have to be the most flashy, salesy marketer, and it's okay if I'm a little bit more serious than most people. It's okay if I'm a little more earnest. It's okay if I'm a little over-eager. I don't think I am. I think other people, you know, like, could spare to have some of my eagerness, but who's comparing, you know? I can just be myself. So, anyway, this is what I have to say. The social game is everywhere. It is in everything. We are all comparing, and we do it so that we can prove to others that we're socially aware. But the truth is, you don't have to prove that. That's what I'm putting my money on, or at least my energy and my life on, is I'm going to live in a way where I'm not comparing. And it's already helped me so much with my body image because I'm like, I don't need to look a certain way. Like, I don't have to look any way for anybody. It's already helping me with my finances because I'm like, I do have enough. And if other people are judging me or thinking something about me, I'm not even in that game. It's not that I'm mad at them. It's not that I need to defend myself. I'll close with this. It's not that I'm mad at them or need to defend myself. It's not that I think the game is bad. It's not that I have any thoughts about the social game or social status whatsoever. It's just that I'm clicking the opt-out button, you know? 
You know how I talked yesterday about emotionally unsubscribing? I guess it wasn't yesterday, but recently. I talked about emotionally unsubscribing from things that have been ruining your life. And yesterday I talked about some roles about money. Now I'm expanding that for myself to social status in general, that I'm out of the social game. I'm laying my weapons down or my equipment or my, you know, not laying my social media down, but laying down my desire to please people on social media. I am going to lay it all down and just live as a human being. And if you got some of the game to spit at me, I don't have any problem with you. I just may sit there and say, oh, interesting, and not have anything to add. So I am excited to go on this fascinating experiment, this fascinating experiment. And I hope to give you more updates, but that's my topic for today. Social game, question it. It's taken me years, tons of therapy and support groups to get where I am. So you don't have to quit the social game overnight. It's a huge deal. But just open your mind to it and think about it. And with all that said, you know, I am working out here to promote myself and work hard at stuff. If you don't have a copy of my book, there's a link to get that in the description. I hope you'll sign up for my newsletter and explore my other content and follow me on social and leave reviews of the book and the podcast. Gosh, those help so much. You have no idea how much reviews help a creator. Please leave me a review and then go leave a review of like everyone who's ever helped you that has a business online, please leave them a review. It helps so much and they will love you forever just like I will. But anyway, that's it for today. That's my thoughts off the cuff, social game. Let me know what you think, hit me up and I will talk to you next time.